1: Beatles, Yesterday and Today. 1971, Episode 52. In this episode, we'll cover September 10th through the month of November. On Friday, September 10th, the Lennons begin recording the soundtrack for their unreleased film titled Clock. The film Clock was a one-hour study of a clock face shot in the lobby of the St. Regis Hotel in New York City and was set against the soundtrack of John playing old rock and roll songs on acoustic guitar. John and Yoko recorded those songs in their room.
2: Baby, I don't care
1: September 13th, Paul and Linda's second child, Stella Nina McCartney, is born at King's College Hospital in London. As with the birth of Mary a year previously, Paul had moved into the hospital to be at Linda's side. Unfortunately, due to slight complications, Stella has to be delivered by C-section and Paul is naturally barred from the operating theater. Along with the birth of Paul's second child, He also has a revelation on what to call his new band. Here Paul recalls. There was some complications
3: with Stella. With Stella, it was such a touch-and-go thing. It was a little bit of a a drama. And so when the baby came along, I think I'd been rather thankful for the whole thing. And I was imagining, I seem to remember one day, sort of imagining sort of angels, wings, and things like that. And I thought, wow, that's a nice
4: image, wings. That's how it came about. Paul forms a group called Wings. He says, "Before we settled down the name, we were nearly called the Dazzlers, with big sequin jackets and drainpipe pants."
3: It's this question of, you know, we started off and we said, "Okay, we'll call ourselves Wings," and I won't, I won't do this whole bit about Paul McCartney. I won't try and play it because most people will know after a month or so, you know, that it's Wings. But uh, it's surprising, kind of, how many people there are in the world that just don't know, you know. Uh, I mean, that still say to me, oh, you've got a group of, you know, oh, what's, what's it called? Wings? Oh, yeah, you know. So we decided just to say, well, it's silly to try and kind of hide the whole Paul McCartney bit when people know that, that those words, you know, more than they know the word wings. So we decided to just do the Paul McCartney and wings
1: thing. Meanwhile, back in London, on Thursday, September 30th, George Harrison is the only ex-Beatle in attendance at a party to celebrate the opening of Apple's new 500,000-pound recording studio, based at 3 Savile Row, London. At the gathering, George tells journalists of how this grand opening is tinged with sadness. It's a bit sad now that Apple is in a position all four of us planned three years ago. I just wish Paul would use the studio if he wants to. It's silly not to. But he admits, I can't see the four of us working together again. But I liked us to be friends. We all own the business and it's doing well. I like the four of us to enjoy it now. During the first month of business at the studio, Ringo plays drums on sessions for the new Apple duo, Lon and Derek Von Eaton. let the- New York on October the 8th, John and Yoko are leaving Manhattan to go upstate to Syracuse to the Everson Museum of Art. This is the event mentioned on the Dick Cavett Show several weeks ago. Yoko's exhibition is titled, This Is Not Here. They hold a press briefing that afternoon regarding it. The exhibition will open tomorrow, October 9th. Coincidentally, that is John's 31st birthday. To understand why John and Yoko are involved in the event, we need to look at the events that led to it. Here Elliot Mintz, longtime Lennon spokesperson, explains. It came
4: about after a mutual friend
1: introduced Yoko to Everson
4: director Jim Harthis. Previously, Harthus had run the esteemed Corcoran Gallery in Washington, D.C., and in Syracuse, he'd been looking for a way to get the local young people involved in the Everson. Yoko and John could certainly do that, so Harthus invited them to assemble the exhibit. They agreed, and the day before it opened, Jim hosted a preview for the media. It started with a press conference during which Yoko, accompanied by John, outlined her concept for the show. The idea was to encourage non-violent forms of communication and thereby promote world peace.
5: Hello. Thank you very much for coming today. Most people probably had to come down from New York all the way up here, and I'm very grateful for that. question why we're doing an art show anyway in a museum you know because uh, the art world is supposed to be dead and especially a museum scene is a dead scene and now when the whole world is in such crisis why should we be doing an art show in a museum when people are starving in in the east and all that you know and it sounds like a silly thing to do I'm
6: the worst,
5: my dear. Um, <laughs> that too. I was wondering why I'm still an artist. Why I still consider myself an artist when my friends are taking guns and ready to fight with the establishment and trying to change the world as violent revolutionaries. And then I really found myself thinking that I really don't go for destruction. It's not my scene. I can't do it. And I just don't like violence. Now, no, I think, I think this is enough. Yeah. I just don't like violence. And I think that the violent revolutionaries, what they're trying to do is, uh, they want to fight with the establishment with violence. And somehow it doesn't work because they're playing the same game that the establishment is playing. And by the time that they destroy the establishment, they would become the next establishment. Somehow it works out like that, usually. And there's a good reason for that, because they have the same mentality as the establishment. And that's why what they do is they play the same game. And naturally, when they win over, they become the next establishment. I don't want to play a game like that.
1: On October 9th, Yoko's art exhibition, This Is Not Here, opens to the general public at the Everson Museum. The show is a 10-year retrospective look at her career, which is billed as a show of unfinished paintings and sculpture. Besides Yoko's pieces, a number of celebrities contributed exhibits to be put on display. Ringo sent a green plastic bag the size of two pillows, and it looks like it was filled with green water. George's piece, entitled Milk Bottle, is listed in the show's catalog, but fails to be put on display. Bob Dylan sent over a copy of his 1969 Nashville Skyline record, minus the sleeve. And John's piece is a strange pink mass inside a plastic bag, curiously called Napoleon's Bladder. The museum's bookshop offers for sale souvenir, Imagine and Fly t-shirts, John and Yoko albums, and copies of the Grapefruit book.
7: Demonstration. See? Now, if anyone would like to come up and fly with me Oh, that man in the uh, thing oh. Come on, well, you can get in a line here Do it one by one I promise you an exhilarating flight no... Well flown, thank you Well flown, thank you Gracias.
0: must be alright
4: Hosted a wild bash for John after the Everson opening. Among the hearty partiers joining them in their Syracuse hotel room were Ringo and his wife Maureen, business manager Alan Klein, producer Phil Spector, free spirit Alan Ginsberg, Hamburg buddy Klaus Vorman, and drummer Jim Keltner. Let's hear them stomp all over them blue suede shoes. One <laughs> for the two for
8: the three to get ready now, go cat.
4: On amateur equipment, that's Lennon and crew live in Syracuse at his 31st birthday party with a rough but ready version of Carl Perkins' blue suede shoes. Well, sometime, and who knows how many of God knows what later that evening. What do you want? Oh.
2: 분 <목소리> 못하나 <목소리>
1: next hungover day, October 10th, John gives a radio interview to Elliot Mintz. This is the first time they had spoken. John, I I wanted to do a quick word association experiment with you. Okay, okay? everybody's
7: doing that on me. Go on. Really? You want to prove I'm cracked?
4: No, 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 no. (laughs) I've got about 10 words, and as soon as I say the word, I just want you to tell me the first word or impression that pops into your mind, okay? Yeah. Tomorrow. Yesterday. Animal. Food. Fire. Water. Music. Sound. Yoko. Love. Madness. Yesterday. Fear. All time. Night's Bridge. Knights. Bridge? Night's... Uh, white railings. Newspapers. Print. Children. Kyoto. Age. Anytime. Maharishi. What? Vacation. Ah, uh, yeah, it's about time to take one, yeah. And mother. Dead. You were probably one of the, uh, certainly one of the wealthiest recording artists, if not one of the wealthiest people around. Does that amount of bread, those millions and millions of dollars...
7: It isn't millions and millions of dollars. Uh, Let's say the most I... uh, I'm not exactly sure what I've exactly got, but the most I could possibly have would be one million pounds at the most.
4: About three million dollars.
7: Well, that's right, so... Uh, Now, I don't know what somebody like Sinatra or Presley has, most people. I'm sure they've got much more money than I have, and maybe I'll have that there later on in life. I have no idea whether I'll carry on earning it or decide to do something else or, you know, just make myself not earn it. I I don't know. I I
4: must say, John, that...
7: that I don't have an urge to earn it. I feel as though at the moment, I just think, well, uh, I'm getting enough out of records, so... uh, the point of trying to earn any more in any other way, you
4: know. It's interesting, that, that that what you just said will come as a tremendous surprise to an awful lot of people who... Why? Well, uh, one would assume that the Beatles collectively made three, four, five hundred million dollars over no, the years. No, well, what
7: they did, you see. I mean, I don't see why you're surprised, cause I've said it in many different interviews. The fact is, most of this money I've only just gotten the last two years, and that's since Klein came in. I see. And before... Uh, everybody else was a millionaire, you know. I mean, all these uh, million-dollar companies that were are set up for them. The Beatles were ripped off completely. I mean, it's a, it's a known fact. I don't know why you're surprised. And uh, no doubt there'll be a couple of uh, books and articles that will come out sort of showing that financial scene. That's what the whole, uh, you know, this Apple battle scene's been about. And, uh, a lot of dirt was dug up and we found out a lot of that, what was going on in the past. I mean, we had a feeling we were being ripped off, but what, we didn't know sod all about it, you know. I mean, we just uh, how, we couldn't understand business and tax. And people would just call and say, this has to be done for the tax. And mm-hmm. they'd be ripping us off left, right, and center. Huh. You know, taking our... I don't own half of my songs. I don't know how they did it, you know. They, they tricked us and somebody else owns them, you know and that's what the whole shebang's about and uh i don't think it's an abnormal situation because there isn't an artist from a uh you know a singer in a nightclub to a to picasso or Dalí.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: i mean Dali's surrounded by lectures you know i mean there isn't anybody that isn't but uh i think a, a legitimate businessman that looks after your interests is uh, it's okay for him to earn earn money from you you know but in the past we've been ripped to shreds and it is surprising the money i the reason i feel properly insecure is things like that i mean
4: that's interesting but
7: the money I, well, the most money we've got is the last two years and and klein got it for us you know i see. Uh, So I don't care what people go on about him he got he got us money in the bank and ringo and you can imagine the state of ringo and uh, george before well, before george had these big hits uh, their bank balance was less than the Paul of mine because we got it all from the uh, songwriting, right? Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that they weren't too well off at all.
4: Of all the songs that you've written, is there any one particular song that you personally enjoy listening to is, uh, that you would pick up a record and put it on and say, I'd like to hear that song that I wrote?
7: Uh,
1: uh, occasionally some. Uh, maybe Walrus... I like. While in Syracuse, Lennon and Ono lend their support of the Onondaga Indians protesting the state of New York to stop the state plan to cut into the nation's territory to create another lane for Interstate 81. Also on the 10th in Britain, the music press reveals that Paul's new band will be called Wings. Reports suggest that the group are rehearsing for live appearances later this year.
3: But I'm still just Paul McCartney. As far as I'm concerned, I'm just still some fellow who wants to just sort of play and sing and have a good time on that. So I'm going to make sure I can do it.
1: On October the 11th in America, Apple releases the single Imagine with the B-side It's So Hard. A return to early days of pacifism for john
9: and yoko Lennon with their Imagine single Lennon getting back to his pet subject
7: promoting world peace we say grow your hair for peace and stay in bed for peace you know do something like that that can't be got can't be smashed bombs imagine if the american army stayed in bed for a week and the vietnamese army or nixon and Kasidian and chairman imagine it if the whole world stayed in bed there would be peace for a week and they might get to feel what it was like. The tension would be released.
1: On October sixteenth, John and Yoko take up residence in New York City. They rent a two-room apartment at 105 Bank Street in Greenwich Village, owned by Joe Butler, the former drummer with the 60s American group, The Lovin' Spoonful. There are two large rooms, one of which is bought while the other is rented, and the wrought iron staircase which runs up to a small roof garden. There neighbors include John Cage, Bob Dylan, and Jerry Rubin. Soon after taking up residence, John and Yoko purchase a couple of bicycles. Asked about this form of transport, John replies, Everybody cycles around the village. Dylan goes on his all the time, chanting it to the railings when he stops and nobody ever recognizes him. I can't wait to get out on mine.
0: Wake up in the morning, my heart's caught in fear. In the midst of manure, my heart chasing-
5: The bed, wet and sweat, and me, on New York Street, in the mirror, the door, the day, the floor, the ceiling,
0: everything you see, aching, shaking.
1: 25th, at the Lennon's new apartment in New York City, David Wig interviews John for the BBC Radio 1 series, Seen and Heard. Interview John Lennon and Yoko Ono.
6: And you you certainly aren't a millionaire. You never have been a millionaire. No, you. No, 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 no. No, no. George, Ringo. No, no. George and Ringo are practically penniless. Yoko now has got more money than they had when Klein came in. And she's, she, that's in two years, you know. Yeah. And we were working ten years and the money was the just... The
0: contract, the wrong contract.
6: You know, Brian was a, a beautiful guy, Brian Epstein, and he was a an intuitive, theatrical guy, and he knew we had something. He presented us well, but he had lousy business advice. Not to say that somebody was crooking him particularly, but he got lousy advice to take and advantage everything. taken advantage, advantage of. of, we all were, Brian included. You know, and yeah. none of us got got it. You, you mentioned that there's been a divorce. Do you think there's going to be a reconciliation of the group ever? Uh, I can't you? see. There's no reason w- why we should ever Absolute play together. Awesome. I mean, listen to the music. Uh, do, would George have ever flourished like that if we carried on with the group? No chance. There was no room. How could he was working on a uh, on a solo album? Well, well, I suppose we could have worked together. And no, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. He worked on the solo album after the split. You don't think you Uh, would have had the chance to? If people need the Beatles so much, all they have to do is to buy each album and make a track out of it, Mm. uh, and make it, put it on tape, track by track. One of me, one of Paul, one of George, one of Ringo. If they really need it that much, because otherwise the music is just the same, only on separate albums. Instead of having the White Album or Abbey Road, where I sing a song, George sings a song, Paul sings a song, Ringo sings a song, wom, 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 like that. We have, we make an album each, that's the only difference, and it's far better music because we're not suppressed. In The Beatles, we had, by the time The Beatles were at, at their peak, we were c- cutting each other down to size. We were limiting our capacity to write and perform by having to fit it into some kind of format, and that's why it caused trouble. You know? But you don't ever see it. I mean, for me it. personally, when you listen to the Stones music, nothing's ever happened. It's the same old stuff goes on and on and on forever. I've never heard anything different from them. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be a good, ju- good scene if they broke up and mm-hmm. made some individual music because it's the same old hash, rehash of the same stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. Well, I ask you this because every time I... Nothing personal, Mick. You know I love you and <laughs> Keith. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> I think it'd do them good to split up between Yoko and Linda. No Linda and Yoko never had an argument ever never no. how can uh, two women split up four strong men it's impossible people even the even the young people refuse to accept change That's what the problem is. They will not accept change. Now, there's a place in New York, in the village, called Max's Kansas City, and everyone who's everyone always eats there, all the artists and everyone who's everyone. Now, Max's Kansas City have decided to change the decor after 20 years. All these artists and radicals and revolutionaries are getting very upset because he's going to change the decor. That's how the world is. The underground are just as straight as the overground, and they don't like change. Mm -hmm. And that's all there is to it, you know.
1: On October 26th, at their Bank Street apartment, John and Yoko record a home demo version of Happy Christmas, War is Over.
8: have you
1: October 28th, in the evening, at the Record Plant Studios, based at West 44th Street, New York, John and Yoko begin the recording sessions for Happy Christmas War is Over. The first part of the evening is spent with John teaching the chords of the song to five guitarists, Chris, Teddy, Bob, Stu, and Hugh. The Hugh in question is session guitarist Hugh McCracken, who earlier this year played on Paul's Ram album, but John at this point is unaware of this. On October 30th, the album Imagine is number one in America. In November, at their Greenwich Village apartment, John and Yoko record the unreleased song, Will You Touch Me.
7: KFC. Medium or
0: whatever.
7: Two, three.
0: Will you touch... No, hold on. okay. One, two, three. Will you touch me? Will you touch me? When my... Bo- uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong
7: code. Okay. One, two, three.
0: Will you touch me? Will you touch me? When my body's full of fear, will you reach me? Will you reach me? When my body's so cold, nothing short of the softest wood can reach me now. Nothing but the warmest heart can touch me now. Will you hold me? Will you hold me? When my mind is full of tears, will you kiss me? Will you kiss me? When my mind is so dumb, all my life, the doors kept closing. Oh, touch me when I'm shaking in fear will you reach me will you reach me when I'm trembling with tears all my life the doors kept closing on me and nothing in the world can Heart, but Your Kindness Da-da-da-da-da Ba-da-ba-bam-bam Di-da-di-da-di-da-di-da Ba-da-da-dee-ndam Ba-da-da-dee-ndam Din-di-da-da-da
7: Oh, no, I'm doing the chord wrong. They're the yeah. same as the, the main verse, yeah,
0: anyway.
1: Yeah. On November 7th, Paul and Linda, along with their children, leave the seclusion of their Scottish farmhouse and board a second-class train compartment en route to London to launch wings. On November 8th, a party to celebrate the launch of the group Wings and their album Wildlife is thrown at the Empire Ballroom in Leicester Square, London.
7: In November, Paul and Linda held a launching party in London, Introduce their group Wings and the LP Wings Wildlife.
3: You had a big reception, didn't you? Well, actually, we had a ball, we had a big dance, actually, so we could get an evening out as well. It? Do you often have evenings out?
6: Uh, yes, you know, we've got the pictures and that, but uh, we don't often go to a dance. Out of the way, now. So, you had your own dance?
3: So, we had our own dance, yes, down in London there. Uh, and we invited a lot of people, and we just danced all night. It was a good, good do.
1: Paul personally handwrites all the invitations to the Costume Gala event, which features music by Ray McFaul and his band. A performance by the Frank and Peggy Spencer Foundation dance team, a bumper prize raffle, food, drink, and music from the Wings album are played over the PA system. The 800 guests include Elton John, Keith Moon and John Entwistle of The Who, Ronnie Lane, Ronnie Wood, Ian McLagan, and Kenny Jones of The Faces, various top DJs, and Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin, the ever-reliable melody maker, is there to cover the event.
3: With the Beatles, we stopped uh, playing live for a while and went right into recording and did a lot of that. But I've recently decided that I miss just playing just to people, you know, and just, uh, I mean, you know, the idea, the kind of ideas we've had, you know, it would be to really get right to people rather than even doing these big, uh, great big theatres, you know, turning up at a place almost unannounced as I still don't know that we can do it you know a lot of people say oh you can never do that you're never going to get away with it but I think you know the idea is like sort of turning up in a caravan somewhere opening the back doors and blasting and then just gather a crowd because then the idea then is that the crowd will just be people from that area rather than all people with notebooks and stuff waiting to judge you and say oh I I don't like that on
1: Wednesday November the 10th the Ringo Frank Zappa film, 200 Motels, opens in New York.
7: Murakami Wolf Bazaar Bazaar production presents 200 200 200 Motels! 200 Motels! motels That's right, you heard right. Frank Zappa's 200 Motels with with the the Mothers of invention. Invention. And, Star. and may the Lord
8: have mercy on the fate of this movie and God bless the mind of the man in the street.
1: Also on November tenth. As arranged, Melody Maker's Chris Charlesworth interviews Paul at the Abbey Road Studios. The result is published in the paper on Saturday. On November 12th, at their Greenwich Village apartment, at 105 Bank Street, John records several demos of the song Luck of the Irish. I
7: took it home then I couldn't work it anymore because it wouldn't plug in. Right. So then there's going to be so many thousand to change it. So they never actually did. So it's lying there. I'm going to bring it back here and leave it here. Let yeah. me
5: practice this one again?
7: Two cases of clean... Wow. Too right, <laughs> oh, a possibly no. <laughs> and now you'd like to do a little yeah, song with Sean or your Just once more, this You'll
6: one.
5: You'll call John. or no? Once more, just this line.
7: Thank you. Okay.
1: On November 13th, the very first picture of Paul's group Wings appears on the front page of this week's Melody Maker. On November 15th, the spaghetti western film Blind Man, starring Ringo as a vicious gun-toting bandit, has its world premiere in Rome. For the screening, the entire movie is naturally dubbed into Italian.
7: If only one thing on his mind: fifty women, fifty mail-order brides stolen. One man has a contract, and he's gonna deliver. I want my fifty women. Why are they your women? Because I have a contract. Now he needs to get them back. You got my women, and I want them. What do you mean? <laughs> Oh, my woman but somewhere in mexico was a man called domingo with 50 beautiful women he stole from blind man now blind man wants those women back peace brothers <laughs> Blind Man, Blind Man, what did he do? Stole 50 women that belonged to you. Tony Anthony, Ringo Starr, Blind Man.
1: Here is the title track. On November 20th, Melody Maker publishes an exclusive interview with Paul carried out by Chris Charlesworth in the control room at EMI Studio 2 at Abbey Road. The article is titled, Why Lennon is Uncool. During the piece, Paul exclaims his current feelings about the Beatles. He says... I just want the four of us to get together somewhere and sign a piece of paper saying it's all over, and we want to divide the money four ways. No one would be there, not even Linda or Yoko or Alan Klein. we just sign the paper and hand it to the business people and let them sort it out. That's all I want now, but John won't do it. Everybody thinks I am an aggressor, but I am not, you know. I just want out. Paul goes out to say... John and Yoko are not cool in what they're doing. I saw them on television the other night and thought that what they were saying about what they wanted to do together was basically the same as Linda and I want to do. John's whole image is very honest and open. He's all right as John. I like his Imagine album, but I didn't like the others. There was too much political stuff on the other albums. You know, I'd listen to them and see if there's something I can pinch. Paul gives his own version on why he didn't play at the Bangladesh concert this August. Paul says, You know, I was asked to play at George's concert in New York for Bangladesh, and I didn't. Klein called a press conference and told everyone I had refused to do so for the Pakistani refugees. That's what he called them. It wasn't so. I said to George the reason I couldn't do it was because that it would mean that the world's press would scream that the Beatles had gotten back together again, and I know that would have made Klein very happy. It would have been a historical event and Klein would have taken credit. I didn't really fancy it anyway. If it wasn't for Klein, I might have second thoughts about it, but I don't know really. Meanwhile, at his Greenwich Village apartment in New York, John is infuriated by Paul's accusations and again he immediately prepares to reply to the Melody Maker interview. On November 22nd, in New York, the first screening of the 96 minute Apple film Raga takes place with a press screening at New York's Carnegie Hall Cinema. George and Patty and John and Yoko are in attendance.
8: For me,
6: there is always that sadness in a raga. Each note is like crying out, searching.
4: like this in a foreign land my God it is overwhelming
1: Coming up in a moment Wings takes off with wildlife John replies to Paul in Melody Maker Dear Paul Linda et all the wee McCartneys thank you for your letter and George gives a message on the Dick Cavett Show
3: We wish you a Merry Christmas War is over Catch yours now Next on yesterday and today.
0: For more information or to contact the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at YesterdayPod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time.
10: as we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever. But to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Mark's and Spence underwear? <laughs> Don't worry, we will. <laughs> you can head to our social media pages. That's Facebook.com slash YesterdayAndTodayPodcast or Facebook.com slash ThirdMen. Or you could head to society Six dot com slash Kaminsky Family Podcast. That's Society the Number Six dot com slash K A M I N S K I Family Podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark, <laughs> Dad. Any words of wisdom? Hello, the lights just went out, <laughs> <laughs> guys. We need your help <laughs> buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. Thank you, Dad. All right, we'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me.